Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Hello, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational Power Hour. This is the playground of Star Style. Be the star you are. It's brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. We know that you are all stars out there, and today's show is going to benefit you. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. You can find out more information, get involved, make a donation. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this is from a source unknown, but I loved it. It is, if, what, but, can't, and impossible are the language of fools. (laughs) (laughs) Because, right, there are no buts, well, unless it's a big big booty, right? And we, we, we just cannot say can't, and nothing's impossible. So we always have to reach for the stars, think positive, and move forward. So we're not going to be language of fools. We're going to be smart and upbeat, so we're going to eliminate those from our language. Well, in today's show, it will be a really great show because we're going to talk about stress and the correlation to disease coming up in Health Matters with Heather. We're also going to talk about the importance of gratitude and gratefulness and how that being grateful keeps us truly healthy. So we're going to look at the benefits of showing gratitude to not only improve your relationships, but to boost your energy levels. And then we're going to go into something a little deeper and a little darker, but really important, and that is domestic violence as well as stalking and how we can stop it and what we can do about it. So we want to curb those threats. So a great hour coming up. Well, Heather, I'm so glad that our show today is about stress <laughs> because <laughs> and, and, how, and how we can curb that and um, end that. Because I have to say, the entire month of January 
has been one of the most stressful that I have encountered in a very long time. It seems like whatever could go wrong has gone wrong. And in the midst of all of this, I'm having to move charity office, move out the star style office, all kinds of stuff going on, having to find storage in new places. So it's been really stressful. However, this week I reached a turning point. And you know how we always say, you know, we have to just turn our stumbling blocks into stepping stones. I decided to look on the positive side and realize that once I spend all this time moving everything out of the star style office and the be the star you are office and uh, and getting into you know storage space and getting a new space and then painting the offices and putting in new carpet and doing all that stuff how wonderful it's going to feel you know in this nice clean new environment that is completely purged of 26 years of stuff that's been collected yeah (laughs) and so uh, you know, it was amazing. Once I made that determination, my stress kind of went, ooh, it just went down. And even though I'm exhausted from lifting so many boxes and uh, filling two, two, what are they called? Those big garbage bins, you know, um, I forgot what they're called. But anyway, those right there, those dumpsters. <laughs> I had so much stuff. And I, you know, it's like I saved every headshot of every kid and every person I've ever coached, which is close to 4,000 people now. And I was looking at some of them, and some of them I thought, oh, I have to save, because there was one little baby whose real last name was Love Shack, if you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Love Shack. And now that kid would be like 28. (laughs) Crazy. I had to save it, though, because I'd never had anybody with that kind of name. It made me think of the song. So let's get to your section on health matters because scientists have long known that stress complicates a big host of health problems. And now they actually have um, have correlated chronic stress and, you know, just living in modern life with disease that causes it. So that's like everything from the common cold to gaining weight to just not healing well. So what what have you found out about this, and what can we do about it? Yeah, so, you know, that's one of the things is stress is really an internalized thing, and we've always, you know, it's something we've talked about even within our family that, you know, when you keep stress inside, that it has effects on your your health, and we always said, like, that, you know, stress can kill people, and stress depresses people, and and a lot of um, things that I think lead to people feeling stress and depression is part of things are in our modern day life and these sort of sub effects of it. And for example, I feel like when people, main things people are um, uh, stressed out about is, you know, weight, uh, eating, relationships, uh, money, and things that show, you know, when we're stressed, we choose to make poor decisions. So we're probably spending more money. We're not thinking about our partners correctly. We're eating badly. We're, we're not exercising. And usually, you know, when stress kicks in, um, you know, the, the things that seem to turn up are the bad habits that we start eating more, drinking more, smoking more. And the good habits start fading away, the exercising, the getting more rest. And actually, those are all things, you know, that, that uh, are sub-things of being stressed. And trying to get into it, you know, I feel like, you know, we're stressed. And I must say, for a very happy person, I constantly, I feel so stressed. And for me, it's that thing of um, I really, you know, I just, I want to give my best. I want things to be 
uh, you know, great. And as you're saying, you know, that it really is that we have to have that ability to let go of things. And I know for me, uh, many times I feel that until I finally realize, you know, everything happens for a reason that, you know, right now I might not see it, but down the road I will, which it always seems to turn in that way. It, it, I think we, we live in this kind of society that we want that instant gratification, that instant fix of why did this happen? This is the answer. And a lot of times it can take a long time. But once well, it gets you know, there, we're on that, that same note, to- Heather, do you think that, you know, people like ourselves that have have really very, very busy lives and we're juggling a lot of different things, whether it be writing or radio or like you teaching your bar, et cetera, that we have such high expectations of ourselves that we tend to stress out over can we exceed our own expectations of ourselves? Oh, completely. I mean, that the biggest... I mean, honestly, the biggest stressor, and that's what the white people say, you know, your your worst critic is yourself, the biggest person uh, to be stressed, you know, to cause these things. A lot of times these are internalized things. It, it, it's that people, um, you know, it's not, no one's putting any expectations on yourself but yourself, which is can have positive things but can also have negative things. And and some of the big, the negative things of what stress does or about you, you hear all the time when they say, um, you know, oh, that, that puts a lot of stress on your muscles, that puts a lot of stress on your heart that puts a when they use stress as saying that puts a lot onto someone that can affect the way other things function you know even in a, in, with a car oh that's a lot of stress on the car even non-innate living things um it, it changes everything in our bodies for example the common cold when we get sick if we are stressed feeling things um we have our our body sort of changes and what's happening, and it goes to fight other parts of the body and not fight, trying to kind of boost our happier things, get our serotonin or dopamine going, and not focus on the cold, and thus we get sicker. Weight gain, um, one of the biggest things is our body, and it all kind of starts back to um, caveman, flight or flight, uh, fight or flight situation, you know, survival of the fittest, um, that we were these hunter-gatherers, we were, you know, fighting dinosaurs and whatever it might be, um, even though technically... That's right. You know, and those saber-toothed tigers, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly, that we kind of had this whole thing, um, that our body develops this thing, cortisol, that when we get adrenaline, adrenaline rushes, when we get adrenaline, that happens when we're scared, Um, that's why, you know, your heart starts right when you're excited, adrenaline can be a happy thing, and it can also be a nervous thing, when you're nervous, someone's asking questions, you don't know. Um, your body instantly, your heart rate starts you. When your heart rate's up, your caloric burn level is up. Uh, but when you're stressed, when you're tired, when lack of sleep, cortisol, and cortisol is a stress hormone, as they quote-unquote call it. And what cortisol does is cortisol slows down your metabolism. It has you things digesting. And the thing, the, flight, the kind of flight or flight thing with that is adrenaline will burn calories, but if you need to be saving calories, that the cortisol was sort of a cortisol was a good thing. Now it's just when we are stressed out, our body's sort of slowing down. And what happens you know, when we're stressed out, we eat poorly, we sleep poorly. You know, we're think, there's so many things in our mind. You know, we have a hard time, you know, kind of dealing with situations. And as we know, we've talked in so many things of how sleep just overall, affects our body. Our body needs that time to regenerate cells. And with our cells, that's what makes our skin look pretty and pink and, you know, our eyes look awake and us feel better and our moods better. And when, you know, we have that lack of sleep um, due to these stress levels that our body can't shut down, everything else starts to affect your, you know, your cell redevelopment, your, your sleeping power, your weight gain or weight um, loss. And one thing they say with cortisol, with people that have this slow thing because of, um, 
excuse me, because of the cortisol, because of stress, uh, that they're saying that's about 114 calories a day that uh, as an additional that you're not burning. Um, just like, you know, people that sitting, if you're not going to be burning calories if you're sitting. And 114 calories doesn't sound as, as that big when you think about, you know, what the daily recommendation, but over time in a year, saying that you weren't losing that, that's 11 pounds a year. And now our bodies constantly fluctuate. But if you were to continuously grad, um, gain that every year, you could see how, how that could develop. And this is unless of um, not really on just a, uh, you know, body-wise, image things, just health-wise. Um, yeah, well, you, you would be a 400-pound elephant. Coming, can sorry, you what? imagine it would, how quickly you could, you could be really, really huge just in... 10 years, you know, you could put on an extra, what, 110 pounds or something. Yeah, That'd be and awful. Then, again, the thing that they say is, and that causes so much stress on your heart, so much stress on your muscles. Um, you know, a big thing, too, uh, we always think of a, a big correlation is with work and with this stress thing. And internalized aches and pains, it used to be kind of that you're just imagining this, but things really do come from stress. And, and when this stress comes depression, it stresses something we internalize in our body, hence massages. We get those knots. Those are just the gnarliest things. I'm always so surprised by how our muscles work and we get this lactic acid that builds up into it. Um, and we, you know, you need to stretch it out so you have long, lean muscles. But when we overwork things, you know, when we're in our workplaces, we have this tendency when we're stressed to clinch up, to hunch our bodies, to be kind of in these stressed positions. When we are feeling stressed, we don't, no one ever looks at you when you are incredibly stressed and say, wow, you look so relaxed. Someone usually will say, gosh, you look tense. You, what, you know, it looks like a lot's going on. We sort of wear our emotions on with our body. And over time, these develop into knots and pains and, you know, why uh, medications are and, uh, and all these kind of stress-relieving things is a multi-billion-dollar company because there's a real need for it because we do this to ourselves in these ways. Um, and we live in this kind of this go, go, go world. It's kind of hard not to be things, and I think, you know, it's it's good to be, you know, there's certain things that you love someone so much you're stressed about, but a lot of these things are these negative things that get kind of over time, everything in our body is related, so with, you know, with the brain cells, with our stomach cells, especially, oh yes, getting into stomach things that not only, you know, when we're stressed, that's why people, you know, they have upset stomach, you know, you're thinking about, but um, ulcers that they have been related to. Now, I'm someone who's experienced just horrific stomach issues before, and things with stomach ulcers, um, it's, they're basically little open wounds within your stomach. And um, the effects of chronic, st- of, of chronic stress affect your whole immune system. And your stomach is very much like your brain in ways. Um, that's why, you know, when you've ever, if you've eaten too much and you feel that tiredness, your body kind of goes, all the blood is rushing to your stomach, trying to digest these things, kind of goes in overload. So when you're stressed and your body's absorbing this all over the place, that's why your metabolism is going to slow down. That's why your cognitive thinking is going to slow down. Now, lack of sleep, your body, everything becomes out of whack. It's sort of a, um, its kind of role and position isn't quite sure what it's supposed to do. So, you know, kind of getting into things, of, and it's always easier uh, said than done, but um, things, you know, when we, when we talk about stress, of how to relieve stress, how to make this better, um, I think, you know, main things is sometimes taking that ability to in charge, um, excuse me, um, uh, un, be unconnected with things, regenerate each night, allow ourselves to kind of disconnect from Internet, from TV, kind of have your own me time. Maybe that's taking a bath, drinking tea, allowing yourself 
um, you know, an hour, something a day where you're unconnected to anything that has to do with work, social things, just a time for yourself. As something you were saying, kind of changing your outlook on things instead of seeing these things as as uh, manure, seeing as fertilizer for your plants. Right. You know, and that is it's I, the outlook. I think is absolutely huge because I, I mean, it's it's really amazing when you make a shift in your mental attitude, how your whole body shifts. And then you kind of, you can start seeing things on the bright side. So whenever bad things happen to us, and everybody has bad things happen to us, we have to at least attempt to see, you know, what is the silver lining? What, what is the rainbow after the rain, as you say? Because that, that really, the more you get depressed, uh, you know, depression is stress. It's another kind of thing. So when you're having a hard time, Really, really look at uh, whatever the bright side is. And sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees, right? Completely. And you know that, again, as I said, is that really your, your outlook on things is the biggest part of it. And stress really is, um, you know, stress is pretty much the stepping stone to depression, the things that lead to it. It sort of just uh, snowballs with it. Um, and a lot of things, you know, if, if seeing someone, if discussing these things, finding, uh, you know, a lot of times I've talked before about things of um, getting in a car accident and you feel at the time of, oh, my God, how could this happen? It's the worst thing. But then you look back the road and for whatever reasons, other circumstances, you kind of see, you know, thank God that happened because this made me realize this or this else could have happened, these kinds of things. So being able, you know, sort of to know that eventually something will get better and being where it's okay to go through these things, to have these emotions um, validated. I think, again, it's something that can snowball. What we've talked about in other episodes of just um, speaking on depression is allowing yourself to just go through these emotions, that validating it's okay to feel this way, um, but just kind of keeping that silver lining, that, that glass uh, half full instead of half empty um, in your mind, uh, that this is going to be, you know, this is going to be changing, this is going to be better. And also, too, when it comes And, you know, to- I want to just say on that, it is really hard to do when you're having a hard time. So for those of you who are beating yourself up because you don't see the silver lining, you don't see how anything could be good out of this, you know, really do what Heather was saying. Take a pause and step back from it and uh, either talk to somebody, take a hot bath, go to a spa, take a walk. Do something because it is absolutely affirmative when we change our mindset. It really changes our whole body chemistry. Uh, but sometimes we can't see it right away. It, we have to step back from what the issues are to look on the bright side. Um, yes, you know, and that was kind of the main thing, sort of just the takeaway thing is kind of trying to look for the best of it. Also, you know, if, if you can't see it, it's okay. And sometimes, too, you need to realize, think about kind of laying down what's in your situation. Is it your job? Do you really, are you always stressed about this thing? Is it something, you know, really weighing out the benefits or over the negative? Is it a relationship? Is it a friendship? Is there, you know, is there someone in your life, you know, those toxic friends, someone that you're stressed out about? Is it the place you live? Trying to maybe then eliminate, kind of figure out, can you live without this thing? Is, is it a job that, you know, pays so much that you're willing to take that stress? Or is it something you're willing that you need to step outside of yourself and maybe know there's something else out there? Um, you know, there's just so much in things. If we know, our, you know, our, we only have this one shell of our bodies and our health and really to take advantage of that, of, you know, really giving the best we can be. And the best things, of course, you know, nourishing our bodies, taking good care of it, 
And we all experience stress. We all do things. But um, kind of finding that, that better peace of mind. So sometimes we just need to remove ourselves from these situations. It's just kind of figuring out what is the trigger point with this and then working back from that. And, again, one of my personal things, I know, you know carrying so much stress into our bodies um, is going to get in massages. Of the, just for me, that is just the biggest stress releases, toxins, all those things that get built up in your body. Um, I'm not saying this is a cure-all or saying that that's how you could just relieve things, but for me, that is my go-to when I've just kind of hit that point. That's exactly what I want to make me feel better. Um, I don't know. What would yours be? You know, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And, you know, as most people know, uh, today there are, especially in California, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but there are so many of these reflexology studios that are very inexpensive. Some of them, you know, are a full hour for like $25 or something like that. And if you think about what it costs to go to a doctor's appointment to get ourselves fixed versus getting something that is really relaxing and going to help you and stimulate all those good, you know, the good vibes and the good energy we really do have to spend time on ourselves from time to time. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do. People have no problem going out and buying a new sweater. But, you know, a lot of times we have a hard time taking care of our health. And our health is the most important. There is no wealth without health. So uh, I love everything. I, I love everything that you said. Somehow we have to eliminate stress uh, from our lives and realize that those neck aches and back aches and shoulder pains and stomach problems and depression and, you know, sleep disorders and all these little things that we just think are nothing really are a result of stress and they're doing damage to our body. So great segment, Heather Brittany. Would you give out the websites? Most definitely. If you can go to beatastarur.org as well as beatastarur.com. And we'll be back in just a bit, and we're going to talk about why gratitude is so great. And that's just another thing to de-stress us, is have a lot of gratitude in life. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are here to empower you, so do not go away. We'll be right back. The Star You Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are, light up the flame. 
burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Are you feeling powerful this week? Are you feeling courage? Is 2015 turning out to be a great year for you? Well, thank you so much for staying tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And this leads me right into our segment about gratitude and why gratitude is so important and so terrific, not only for those that we're grateful for and that we express our gratitude to, but for our own health, both spiritual and mental, and of course, in additional, you know, emotional There are millions and millions of reasons to feel grateful. But when we acknowledge them all, little things and big things, every day, we may just put ourselves on a path to better health. So why is gratitude so great? You probably grew up hearing, count your blessings. You know, um, if you say thank you, you'll be luckier. These are all really great directives that our parents gave us because We would grow up into being decent people with decent manners, but it turns out that being grateful really helps make our brains and bodies healthier too. There is a professor of psychology at the University of California at Davis, and his name is Robert Emmons, and he said that there is a magnetic appeal to gratitude. And he is a pioneer in the research of gratitude. It's interesting that there's actually a study of gratitude at the university level. And this is what he researches. And what gratitude, it speaks to a need that is deeply entrenched in all of us. You know, we all need to feel appreciated and we all need to feel like we are effective. My good friend, Father Pat McGrath from Ireland, used to always tell me this from the time I was like 11 years old. We need to appreciate, be appreciated, be effective, and feel that we are making a difference. So it's as if we need to give thanks and be thanked, just as it's important to feel respected and connected socially. Now, from an evolutionary perspective, feelings of gratitude probably helped bind communities together. So when people appreciate the goodness that they've received, they then feel compelled to give back something. And this creates an interdependence, which allows not only an individual to survive and prosper, but also it helps the society as a whole to grow and to prosper. Now, it's easy in these modern times to forget gratitude. We're, we are so busy. We're distracted. Uh, we are unwittingly becoming very much 
I hate to say the word, but self-entitled. And so that means we're more disconnected from others, especially with all the technology that is supposed to connect us. But instead of, you know, really having face-to-face time, we're, we're spending more time on the Internet. And what happens is we suffer the consequences, such as loneliness and anger, or even our immune system becomes less robust. Gratitude serves as a corrective and a connective. But by gratitude, what we mean is not just uttering, hey, thanks, or shooting off an email, you know, that just says thanks. What gratitude means is establishing a full-on gratitude ritual. And that's within yourself. That could be a morning meditation. It could be uh, at bedtime and where you're really expressing what you're grateful for. It's a time for truly counting your blessings. It could be a gratitude journal. This is something that I've always had my students do for, I don't know, the last 30 years or so, is to write down everything that they give thanks for. Because when we actually write it down, we become aware of the fact of how many blessings we have in our life, how much we are getting that really is helping us. Now, this concerted, consistent effort to notice and appreciate good things flowing to us from the crunch of, you know, uh, the gravel that we walk on. Yes, that's a kind of, it's great that we have gravel and not mud. To, you know, just the everyday things of somebody letting us Go first when you're at a, uh, a stop sign. Little things just make us happier. So how would you feel happier? Now, in this, uh, this really important study that uh, Emmons did, subjects who wrote down one thing that they were grateful for every day, they reported being 25% happier a full six months after following the, this practice. And they did this practice just for three weeks at a time at the University of Pennsylvania, and then they, uh, they felt still really good after six months. Now, in another study, subjects wrote letters of gratitude to people who had done them a major service but had never been fully thanked. And after the, th- the subjects personally presented these letters, they reported substantially decreased symptoms of depression for as long as a full month. So the, what's happening here is that by writing the letters and expressing gratitude, the person who expressed the gratitude is, was the real winner. They felt really good about that. So you can boost your energy levels. Uh, in these gratitude journal studies, those who regularly wrote down things that they were thankful for consistently repro- reported an ever-increasing sense of vitality. So the control subjects who simply kept a general diary, they didn't see any increase in their vitality. And, but the reason for that is, you know, they don't really know. It's probably unclear. But improvements in physical health also associated with giving thanks, they have something to do with it probably. So the better your body functions, the more energetic you feel. So the more gratitude you have, the better you're going to feel. So it makes sense to say thank you to say thank you, and to really mean it from the heart. So you get healthier, right? So a gratitude practice also has been associated with improved kidney function, reduced blood pressure, and reduced stress hormone levels, like Heather and I were talking about in segment one. It also, by giving gratitude, it makes a bigger, stronger heart. Now that makes sense because 
when I think of gratitude and being grateful, I think of love coming from my heart and something really expressing that thankfulness that, you know, that we associate with the heart. Experts believe that the link comes from the tendency of grateful people to appreciate their health more than others do, which leads them to take better care of themselves. So people who appreciate their health, they will avoid, you know, bad behaviors. They won't smoke uh, or they won't drink excessively. They won't take drugs. They'll exercise on average. 33% more will get some extra sleep, maybe an extra half an hour a night. We've talked extensively about the importance of sleep. And those of us who have such crazy, busy schedules, which are most of us in this world, you know, we tend to cut out on our sleep, but that is not a good thing. So gratitude also speaks to being more resilient. When we notice kindness and other gifts that we have benefited from, our brains become wired to seek out the positives in any situation, even the dire ones. And as a result, we bounce back better from any loss and from trauma. So a grateful stance toward life is relatively immune to both fortune and misfortune. We see the blessings, but we don't see the curses. And, you know, I was just talking about that in segment one, how with an attitude adjustment of seeing having to move offices instead of as a negative, as something that is a good purging and getting more organized and a bright new future and clean and, you know, fresh and starting the new year outright. I feel so much better and I can just see that I'm even walking straighter. So we become more resilient when we're positive and then we're grateful for whatever has transpired in our life. Whether it's negative or positive, we can be grateful for it. We improve our relationships. A 2012 Journal of Personality and Social Psychology study uh, did a study of more than 300 people. And they found that those who felt more appreciated by their partners were more likely to appreciate their partners in return. And therefore, they had longer relationships. And that was compared to couples who didn't feel appreciated by each other. They tended to break up. So that's sort of an interesting thing. We have to note that gratitude rewires our brains to appreciate the things in our relationships that are going well. And it can calm down the nervous system and counter the fight or flight stress response, even if things aren't going so well, if we at least have some things that we are grateful for. So I think that is a real important thing to understand. What are the things that all of these studies are showing? We cannot be grateful and resentful at the same time. I found that very interesting. You cannot be grateful and resentful. You'll also become a nicer person. People can't help but pay gratitude forward. So when appreciation is expressed, it triggers a biological response in the recipient's brain, including a surge of the feel-good chemical dopamine. So when you express gratitude towards a spouse or a colleague or a friend, he or she feels gratitude in return. And then all of a sudden you have like this ping pong ball. You have this back and forth, you know, that just continues. And so what's more, thanking your benefactors makes them feel good about the kind acts that they've done. And then they're going to want to continue doing them, not only for you, but for other people as well. 
So gratitude is important, and we don't do gratitude just because we want something. We do. We we are grateful because we really feel it has had an impact on us, a positive impact, and you know we really are making a difference. I had a couple of things also happen to me this uh, week where there was for Be The Star You Are charity. We're always looking for donations and they've been rather sparse this year. And we have so many programs that we, we, uh, we are participating in that need funds to make them work. And um, the bank that we bank with recently initiated a new charge if you don't have an account that is at a certain amount. And that was really frustrating to me because... You know, the last thing that a charity needs is being charged an extra 20 bucks a month because it falls below this limit of what's expected to be at the bank. It always kind of fries me that the banks are actually charging us to put money in the bank, even though they don't give us any interest. So I had talked to the bank manager who's, who had told me initially that it was almost impossible to get fees waived these days with the way the banking system is going. But after she worked on it, she realized that she did have some power to waive that fee. And I was just so incredibly grateful that it gave me a complete turn in how I felt about everything going on in the last week. Uh, You know, not only did I write her a thank you note, but I went and visited her in person and I brought her just a little personalized gift just to say, you know, thanks for going the extra mile. And I really, it made me feel good to do this. And I think she was shocked to get a a gift because she wasn't expecting it. So how do we give thanks? Research has shown that one of the best ways to hone in on the people and the experiences we appreciate is through writing in a gratitude journal. We have to record our thoughts. Now, we can do that by hand or electronically. For me, my gratitude journal is, uh, is on the computer. I don't do it online. I just keep it in a Word document on my computer, and that is where I can look back and see what I am really grateful for. You know, when we do this, it helps us focus. And then it also helps us exercise to remind ourselves how good gratitude is and how good it makes us feel. It gives us time to understand better the meaning and the importance of people and events in our lives. So if you're thinking about how can you be more grateful and how can you get started? I just want to give you a couple of strategies that can maximize the benefits. Here's the first one. Go for depth rather than breath. And what this means is this is going to help you truly savor what you appreciate. So it'll keep your journal from becoming simply a list of nice thoughts. Journals like that tend to get abandoned. So really go into the details of what you are uh, grateful for. Two is write consistently. It's okay if you can't do it every day. Once or twice a week is enough to boost happiness. Three, write freely. Don't sweat the grammar or the spelling because you're not going to show it to anybody. You are the only one that's going to see this unless you decide you want someone else to see it. So this is really about you and about you being able to express your gratitude. Four, don't think of this as just one more self-improvement project. Rather, it's an opportunity to reflect on the other people and the above and beyond things that they've done for you. So in other words, it's not all about you. It might be the most important thing that you are going to do for yourself, but 
it's also just about expressing your gratitude so that you can see how much has been done for you uh, today, yesterday, and possibly the future, and how you can pay it forward. So just remember that gratitude works, and it's really important for all of us to show our gratitude so that we can be healthier and happier. And with that, I want to say thank you to you for always being such incredible listeners. We have been on the air every single week since 1998. That is a long time, 17 years now. And we really appreciate our listeners from around the world and the many guests that we have had. So for more information about Star Style Radio, visit starstyleradio.net. For information about the charity Be The Star You Are, go to bethestarur.org. And thank you to all of those who have supported Be The Star You Are and who will continue to support Be The Star You Are uh, in the future. We really appreciate you because we know that without you, we could not make the difference in the world. It's you that is making the difference. So it's time for a break. And when we come back, we're going to go into the subject of how do we stop and corral domestic violence. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be right back, so don't go away. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. More and more companies are realizing that work and family balance is a necessity to provide long-term productivity for their employees and at work. Employers can take steps to make the workplace a more supportive and flexible environment. Make it acceptable for people to talk about their families. With so many single parents and a majority of women in the workforce today, everyone from the CEO to the janitor is juggling to have a life of balance. Open communication about family commitments and work duties are imperative if we are going to transform and transfuse our culture with family-friendly companies. Your children and your company will be the real winners. Implement balance in your personal life for a better bottom line in your professional life. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information on booking a consultation, call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827 or visit starstyleproductions.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Pump up your energy. 
energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life that shines. Well, thank you so much for staying here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your personal growth expert. I am your host. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And before we get into our topic of domestic violence and how to avoid stalking, I just want to give a shout out of gratitude to uh, the Yelp Elite Squad and the event that happened last night. I am I was my first time as um, an elite Yelper. I'm part of the elite squad writing reviews on Yelp. And they have these special events. And I haven't been able to attend in the past. But last night, a a brand new restaurant called Yala, which means let's go. It's a beautiful little fast casual restaurant offering fresh, healthy, flavorful Mediterranean fare. Uh, Hosted all of the elite Yelpers here in the East Bay of Northern California. And I haven't written my review yet, but it's going to be five-star. It was amazing. Being the gardener that I am, as I first walked in, the first thing I saw was they have an entire wall of fresh herbs, cilantro and parsley and mint and different things that they use in their ingredients. And their ingredients are all completely fresh. They cook it right there in front of you. It's really, really wholesome. They have a rotisserie. They have grilling. You can have salmon or lamb or beef or, you know, stuffed pitas. There's salads. The sides were amazing. I love their beet and arugula salad. They also had a mint and pea salad. You know, there's yogurts and hummus and all of that. And, you know, it was so reasonably priced. About $9, I think, you can get a full dinner. And at the very end, they bring you out this yogurt with baklava drizzled with honey. It was fantastic. So I just want to give a a shout out, and this is not paid commercial, to Yala Mediterranean. They opened their flagship store in Pleasant Hill, California at 55 Crescent Drive, and it was fantastic. So thank you, Michael and Tony, who the part owners and manager, and to Nikki, the Yelp East Bay uh, coordinator who brought this on and introduced me to many of the Yelpers. And hello to all the Yelpers out there. One of the fun gifts we were given, and I had always, I, I'd wanted one because my arms are too short. We were given the gift of a, uh, what's called a selfie stick. And I don't know if you've seen them, but you hook them on your phone. So you'll be seeing those from now on. I can now take a selfie and actually get my whole face in it and those around me. So thanks so much to Yala and to the Yelp Elite Squad people for putting this on. I look forward to other events. Now getting more into something that is really, really important. I want to talk about uh, domestic violence. Uh, This month is actually the month for domestic. It's the National Domestic Violence Month. First thing I'm going to do is give you a 24-hour hotline. If for any reason you feel unsafe or you're in uh, a relationship or or in any situation that you are in distress, call 800-799-SAFE. That's 800-799-7233. 
because domestic violence doesn't only happen to women. It happens to men as well. There are relationships where the man is abusive towards a woman. There are instances where a woman is abusive towards the partner. This crime is running rampant throughout our nation. And as human beings, we need to rally together and save one another because no individual is allowed to have power over someone to the point where that person's will and spirit are broken and worse still, uh, that they are harmed physically. Now, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics uh, from 2003 to 2012, which is the latest ones they have, domestic violence accounted for 21% of all violent crime. 21%, that's huge. 960,000 domestic violent incidents happen every year. And every year, more than 3 million children witness domestic violence in their homes. As we know from studies, children who witness domestic violence very often grow up to be perpetrators of, of violence in their lives. They become the bullies at school, and they become partners that, that uh, are part of the violent. So why is domestic violence so rampant in the United States? Here are some reasons why women are still trapped in a violent relationship. First of all, battered women feel very ashamed. They may believe that the doctors cannot or do not want to help. And very many of them still believe that they love their partner and they feel protective of their partner. They think their partner will change. And some may fear that reporting the abuser will put them at risk for even more violence. And this has been shown true in studies that it actually does happen. Now, if you think you uh, are, might be in a, a relationship or you suspect that you have a partner that might become abusive, ask yourself these questions. Do you feel safe? What happens when you and your partner disagree? Have you ever been physically threatened or abused? Is your partner controlling over simple things such as spending money, using the phone, or even getting involved in people you talk to? Or are there things as serious as hanging out with your family or your friends? Do they get upset over what you wear or even start controlling over how your body looks, the size of your body? Now, if you know someone who is in an abusive relationship, here are some ways you can help. One thing to keep in mind is that making comments about why they stay or, you know, they should just leave. They are unhelpful and they can also be very hurtful. And again, the domestic violence hotline, if you want someone to talk to, is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. You can uh, call and discuss your concerns and questions and you can be completely anonymous. Now, you can set up, if you want to try to help a friend, set up a time to talk with your friend or family member when no one else is around, no distractions from the conversation. You want to tell your abused loved one that you're concerned for them and point out specific reasons you are concerned and keep on the task, keep on your list. Learn everything you can first about a domestic abuse because it's important to know the different kinds of abuse since there are many you know, there, there are um, mental abuse, the physical abuse, there's emotional abuse, but it's all abuse. It can also be very good to know 
what the abuses are so that you can identify signs in your own relationship and that of your friends or family. Now, reassure your abused loved one that the abuse is not their fault because no one ever deserves to be physically, spiritually, emotionally, or mentally hurt. Let your abused loved one know that you are available at any point in time to help them. And if you are helping the abused victim, you need to be aware that the offender may target you or your family, your pets, your house, or you know your car or something that you have. So while it's good and noble to help, make sure that you keep yourself safe first. And usually it is really important to reach out and to get professional help. So domestic abuse is absolutely rampant. And it is a really frightening situation. Many times abusers, they start off very small and then it can actually lead to the ultimate abuse, which is killing or murdering someone. So we have to take it very seriously and you want to get help. Now, stalking is something else. This is not considered actually the part of domestic abuse unless it is from a partner who you have split from. But let's talk about stalking because this is very, very serious as well. Anytime anyone is harassing or unwantingly giving you attention, this is a huge warning sign. Now, there is the domestic violence unit of most police uh, uh, police departments that you can contact and there are many different kinds of stalkers now stalkers stalking is a pattern of a harassing behavior with a credible threat towards a victim the credible threat can be outright with the perpetrator uh, the perpetrator threatening the person trying to drag a person off or it can be implied making the victim feel fearful In each case, you have to closely watch what's being said and what's being done. For example, unwanted gifts, new drawings made by the person, um, frequent telephone calls to the victim, poetry with unsettling sexual content. This all becomes evidence because this can make people reasonably afraid that they might be raped by the perpetrator. The pattern can be short. It can be two or more incidences, and that's documented under California law. So two or more incidences can be considered stalking. In extremely serious cases, it's ongoing. And, uh, you know, stalkers are very much um, interested, more so than the average individuals, because what they're doing is they're actually hunting their prey, and they'll use all kinds of, of services available to them. Now, many of them have suffered a type of loss. It could be death or it could be divorce. And they're very controlling. And they want to get this person and they want to have control over them. So there are, there are cases of stalking in even the remotest of places and even the safest places. So someone just can't, sometimes some people just can't get over a part of their relationship that's gone. And when those cases happen, we have to take them seriously. Today's stalkers, they can hack your email. They can have your phone calls forwarded. They can put GPS on your car. This is why they are so dangerous. You have to be uh, really, really careful because 
you know, people are using their smartphones to spy on their spouses or their ex-partners. And there are so many numerous apps out there that can reveal another person's location. And the victim isn't even aware of it. So we have to be really clear on what uh, what's happening. And the victims sometimes don't have a sense of real danger or fear. But uh, once it starts happening, they can actually suffer from post-traumatic stress. So let me just give you a couple tips before we end the show. Uh, because January is National Stalking Awareness Month. Is someone following you or showing up at your home, your school, or your work? If so, they might be stalking you. If Are you receiving unwanted gifts, letters, cards, or emails? Are you finding that your garbage is being gone through or people are using online public records to search you? Monitoring your phone calls or your computer use? Have there been hidden cameras or other technology used to track you? Has there been information posted or rumors spread about you on the Internet or in public places? Have you had damage done to your car or your home or your property? Have you been threatened uh, or your family or your friends or your pets threatened? If so, this is a, a, a control issue to track and frighten you. If you're experiencing this, you really should go to the National Center for Victims Crime. That's Stalking Awareness month.org and get more information and again you can always call the domestic uh, violence hotline 800-787-3224 well thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life we love giving you some advice and helping you live your dreams for more information about star style visit star hyphen style.com to make a donation to the charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week when we celebrate again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week of dreaming, creating, inspiring, and making a difference. And we'll be together to celebrate next week. Make it a great one. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.